everybody. Welcome back to the cultural. Thank you for bearing with us. I know that we haven't been quite up to date with everything and consistently putting out as much content as we like, but we're getting right back into things and we are kicking off with a special episode um, around Barry Jenkins, Amazon Prime's The Underground Railroad. Um, so depending on what you know, what you don't know, um, this is a 10 part series based on um, Barry Jenkins' adaption of Colson Whitehead's Pulitzer winning novel of the same name, The Underground Railroad, um, and basically tells a story, um, black girl slave um, called Cora, who's played by um, South African actress called Thuso Mabedu. And um, in some places she's been called a newcomer, but she's been nominated for an Emmy twice um, for her performances um, based on South America, sorry, South African productions. So I don't know how much of a newcomer you are if you're already sort of like nominated for amazing awards. Anyway, um, so this young slave who has had obviously a terrible life on this Georgia plantation, um, she hears this rumor about the Underground Railroad. And at first she's reluctant to, you know, leave because, you know, this is what she knows. Um, she hasn't had a good life. Um, she thinks she's bad luck. Um, you know, she doesn't think she'd make it, etc. And, you know, things just go from bad to worse on the plantation and she just decides, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do it. So she leaves with a friend um, in, you know, this bid for freedom because, you know, how much more can you take? Um, so she she leaves, she leaves and she's on her quest for freedom, um, you know, in <laughs> deep South America at the time. Um, and then she basically discovers that um, the railroad isn't a metaphor, isn't a rumor and it is an actual, you know, railroad full of engineers and conductors and you know it's a secret network of tracks and tunnels um and all of this stuff just built underneath you know the grounds in um in you know the south um but whilst all of this is happening she is relentlessly pursued by um a slave catcher who is determined by any means necessary to catch her specifically her um who's played by um Joel Egerton so he you know obviously is this bounty hunter and is fixated on just bringing her back to the plantation that she um escaped from mainly because he has this vendetta um about basically spoiler alert um not catching her mother who escaped so he's like you know i let her mother get away i'm not gonna let her get away so he he is determined to ensure that he captures her and brings her back um to slavery so throughout the duration of the film um cora travels from state to state and she you know meets all of these different types of people and she tries to understand um, basically what is happening and, you know, every episode is a different state. She's meeting different people. Um, th 
they are traveling through time again, sort of like, sorry, spoiler alert. And it's, it's incredible. I honestly, without giving too much away, honestly, it's for me, um, watching films like this is, isn't necessarily something I run towards, I flock towards. Um, I don't typically enjoy, um, black, pain narrative stories it's something that I actively avoid I still haven't seen 12 years a slave I'm sorry everyone um but this one came up and one I've been wanting to read this book for a while now that's been on my reading list and two I'm a huge fan of Barry Jenkins so you know it seems like he would do this justice he would do that narrative justice he would make something so harrowing you know, maybe just basically I trusted his vision and not to say that I haven't trusted anybody else's like Steve McQueen's and 12 Years a Slave. I am building myself to work up towards watching that. And I think having watched this, I think I'm absolutely ready to watch it now. Um, again, because he's just such a fantastic filmmaker and I think approaches some of the scenes so delicately where it is a hard watch it absolutely is it took me a while to get through the series um you know it's not something personally for me that I could have binged like you know The Office or you know something on Netflix um it's not an easy watch because again it is something that has happened to our ancestors and has traveled through the system to continue to oppress us so it's not an easy watch, but it is a beautiful watch. Barry Jenkins has done an amazing job with this. It's, you know, what, you know, you go from sort of like wincing at, you know, a certain scene to, you know, being completely overridden by the beauty of a scene. I don't even know if that makes any sense, but I think he did a fantastic job because again, he'd done it in such a way that even though it is, you know, distressing at times you know it's a difficult narrative it's not exploitative um I think there is something in having a black director you know navigate this type of storytelling um I read somewhere that um Barry Jenkins had did um a focus group in Atlanta, I think, um, asking sort of um, the black residents, um, sort of like he basically did a survey or a focus group um, asking whether or not um, they thought he should adapt the story in the first place. And basically they had all said, yes, do it, you have to do it, but you have to show everything. It needs to be hard, it needs to be brutal. And so I get that because um, there's even, I think Barry goes on to say that, and again, this is all from an article that I read about, about the program, um, that Barry goes on to say that if we didn't include that violence, that brutal violence in the show, it would strip it of its significance, of the significance of the brutality that these slaves went through. And, um, he said, I'm reading it now. If we assume that we can't look at these images, if we can't bear witness to this brutality, we risk erasing my ancestors and we risk this vacuum, this chasm, this ca cavity. 
um, because I can't not tell the truth. I can't not tell the truth. Um, and there's something beautiful in that because again, he does tell it in a non exploitative way. It is just telling the truth and it's not about necessarily just, you know, the black pain. It, he does it in a way that, again, if this even makes sense, humanizes these people, our ancestors that went through, you know, these horrific things, you know, there were terrible things that did happen and he's showing it because it is what's happened, not because it's for the viewer's pleasure. I think with us understanding that there is no, you know, one side without the other, if that makes any sense at all, basically it's, you know, two sides of the same coin. We can't not show the brutal side of obviously slavery, even though it is us telling it from our side. We're not going to let anybody off easy. And I just, I think it's, it was really important for him to show that and I think he done a beautiful job doing it. I also wanted to touch on um obviously the location um of Underground Railroad um was beautiful. Um the location scout found some of the most um beautiful and representative locations for um how our characters feeling and the travels that they are going through and the sets that they were built was just fantastic um apparently um across the state of georgia georgia sorry savannah and atlanta so um that was fantastic in itself i also wanted to um briefly speak on the stars and the um actors in the show because again there is something very powerful in their performances that you know, if you didn't sort of like weep in the first episode, <laughs> then did they really, you know, did they really understand the assignment? And they did because Thuso and Aaron and everyone involved um, were were just fantastic. And I think Barry does a, an amazing thing in which he humanizes um, everybody. Um, and I know that obviously with them being the protagonists, it you obviously have to because, you know, that is the story. But it goes, I think, beyond that because it's not that they were just slaves. It's, you know, a bit more of a background to that. Why, you know, um, Caesar wants to leave. The fact that he can read. Why Cora finally decides to leave the plantation um and the journeys that she goes through um and i guess in understanding herself it's a fantastically well written produced acted choreographed you know cinematograph <laughs> it's just i i loved everything about this i honestly i don't even think that this roundup review is doing it any justice so i recommend and suggest that everyone um takes a moment and watches this on amazon prime so it's out slash available from the 14th of may so if you get a chance please do watch this um 
it does obviously come with a bit of a you know like you know asterisk disclaimer it is it is a hard watch but it's very well worth it we're very lucky to also be able to speak with two of the stars of the show um we spoke with Thuso Mabedu and we also spoke spoke with Aaron Pierre so um check out our interviews with both the stars to um speak with us you're um you're absolutely gorgeous I just want to say <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I was like don't do it don't say it but I'm just I, I needed you to know that by the way <laughs> <laughs> so um obviously um we've watched um underground Rail- railroad and it is such a strong immense intense viewing that is beautiful but also i don't want to say harrowing because i think that could have sort of like a negative you know connotation to it but it's just such a strong emotive um viewing um that i just want to firstly thank you for your performance because it is absolutely outstanding and amazing um so i just want to start backwards and then go a bit forward so um if you could tell us a bit about your um background growing up in um south africa and then how um that led you into acting okay so um i was raised by my grandmother i grew up with uh, a sister who's two years older than me I grew up wanting to be a dermatologist because as a kid, I had all these skin allergies. And so when it came to the 10th grade, um, I think, you know, I chose the mathematics, the biology and the sciences, and then I had to choose one more subject. And the options were between like accounting, fine arts and dramatic arts. I had no interest in doing accounting. I don't think I was good enough to do fine arts. And so I chose drama, you know, as the the relaxing subject. (laughs) And in it, it was, you know, we were encouraged to devise our own work. We were writing, directing, acting, creating stuff, which opened me up to a whole new way of living, you know, and of seeing the world. I was a very introverted child. I read a lot of books, but in terms of expressing myself, um, drama provided just a whole way of being, a different way of being. And it was at the end of the year, because grade 10, 16 years old, where we had to perform our drama theme programs, which were exams that were open to an outside audience to view. And in that I performed like a poem that I had written myself. It was supposed to be an introspective poem, never intended for audiences. But I think in my journey throughout the year, I got you know to know myself more and I built confidence in sharing and expressing myself. And I performed um, that poem and afterwards, I had all these grownups coming to me just like crying, saying thank you for, you know, for hearing us. Thank you for articulating my heart. Thank you for expressing parts of me that I didn't know how to express, you know. And it was at that moment that I was like, there is more to this drama thing that I truly understand. I was greatly moved by their feedback. And I was like, this is something that I could use for healing and social change. And I just did not look back after that. Yeah, well, it definitely has, because it's obviously led you to um, two Emmy nominations. So congratulations, <laughs> congratulations for those like back, um, back then. And then obviously on to this role with Barry Jenkins. So I guess it was, um, what did you, or what would you like audience to take away with them having watched this when they do? Um, because I think for me, it has changed how I see some things. Um, and I think a lot of people will probably agree, but what would you like them to walk away with? 
I think my biggest thing is is that you know the re- the reassurance for the black body that number one, everything that you have said thus far, when you speak of your pain, your traumas, your resentment, or you know the chaos that's within that you could not articulate, was true. Because for the longest time, we are saying that things that happened in the 1800s are still very relevant and happening today. But people consistently tell us to get over it because it happened such a long time ago. But the truth is we're still living that oppression, you know, on a systemic level, on on a psychological level, in, in many different ways. And I think because of what the show does with each new episode, uh, Colson Whitehead and then now Barry with his team was able to draw those parallels of what happened then and, 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 and seeing how relevant it is to today. So number one, I want, you know, people of color to say, to, to feel like we hear you, you were never crazy, you know, but then also come up with a solution of where to from here, because there is no way that we can press on in the same way after having experienced the show, you know, and then with the allies, people who are like, yeah, this is not okay. Where to from here? But then also uh, for me in performing the character, I found that um, I found a lot of healing. I received a lot of healing in performing Cora and then watching the show afterwards. And so I remember my biggest prayer was God, when people watch this, may they also receive the healing that they need. Wow. You know? That's, yeah. I think that's incredible. And um, because another one of my questions would have been like, how did you feel, um, I guess, being so engrossed and having to play this character who's, you know, obviously gone through a lot and I guess emotionally, physically, you know, mentally, it's, yeah. you know, it's a lot for someone to take on and do day after day. And, you know, that separation, how do you separate, how were you able to separate yourself from, you know, doing that every day and not having, I guess, walking away with that trauma maybe. But I think it's fantastic that you were able to, you said heal from it, but I'd like to know a bit more yeah. if you able to separate yourself a bit more i was um you know one develops tip um tricks as they go along um to to help you handle particular situations we're also very fortunate enough to have a counselor on set who you could talk to at any point who you could call on the phone even if you weren't on set you know and she'd be there to help you process whatever is going on um and she would come to me whether i came to her or not and she just check in with me to make sure that i'm okay um but also i was surrounded by a cast and crew whom i really genuinely trusted with myself you know that if i were to feel like i'm not okay i wouldn't feel the pressure to keep pushing on because i feel like oh i'm wasting people's time i'm wasting money you know we were in an environment where you were allowed to not be okay so that people can support you in any way so that we can, you know, keep going. But also when we were not on set, uh, we would go bowling, we'd have games night, we went to the beach, you know, it was just a good time. And we were able to completely separate ourselves from that because it was too heavy to, to take this world on into our everyday life, you know. Yeah. But I think also in just my preparation for shooting, I was very intentional with my process in the sense that, you know, I would look at a scene, I'd ask myself, okay, what is the intention of the scene? How do I, you know, how, what is it going to say being watched 
in 2021 or in 2020 because it was supposed to be last year in 2020 you know and and then so by being intentional with those moments once delivered it felt like okay i've said this i've done it we move on to the next thing that's amazing and i suppose that's a skill that you have to learn i guess during the process Um, my last question is um again because performances and everything that you've done has been amazing I see you winning an Oscar one day I'm just putting that out there (laughs) um I we would like to know what are your next projects coming up and where we can catch you and watch you again so the very next project that I have coming up is called The Woman King uh I'll be with Viola Davis and um directed by Gina Prince by the wood yeah that's the next one and then beyond that we we will see we will see see. but we look forward to seeing more of you Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for um, speaking with us. No, thank you for for speaking with me. No, no, no. I mean, it's an absolute pleasure. So you were born and raised in South London? Yes, Croydon. Croydon. Okay. All right. I um, grew up in Tulls Hill, so I always love to shout out a fellow South Londoner. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about what your childhood was like growing up in South London um, and how that sort of like, I guess, directed you into... Yeah. So so I grew up in uh, West Croydon Mm -hmm. um, on a council estate and I lived with, uh, yeah, my parents and my two siblings. Um, and yeah, I think, I think, you know, growing up, um, initially I wanted to be a sprinter. I was like obsessed with athletics and I really wanted to pursue that uh, as, as my sort of dream and my passion. And then I reached the age of about 13, 14, where slowly but surely my passion just sort of changed and developed. And I recognized that I wanted to tell stories and wanted to... I suppose, affect change in a positive way through that medium. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I joined a, a theatre group in my local area, which was at um, a warehouse theatre. And we basically just devised our own work and we improvised and just put it on for whoever, you know, could be bothered to turn up. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after that sort of one thing led to another, you know, I studied for two years at Lewisham College. Um, then I studied for a year in Toronto and I studied for three years at Lambda in West London and then became professional in 2016. Wow. So that's quite a journey. Is that, um, so what, do you remember exactly what was the main catalyst that gave you that sort of like acting bug and wanted to tell stories? Do you, can you pinpoint it? You know what? I think there are a few things and, you know, I think, um, first and foremost, I need to give thanks to my parents. Um, for providing such a supportive environment for me uh, and such an open environment where I felt like I could explore different options. You know, my dad is a huge inspiration to me. Um, He's also an actor and it was such an amazing experience growing up seeing my dad do what he loves. Um, And my mum inspired me in a whole other way. You know, she's not in the creative industries, but, you know, just her approach to life and her approach to uh, how you connect with people, you know? So I, first and foremost, I have to shout out mumsy and dads. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then, you know, also, I think, you know, like 
I think some, you know, some of my inspiration are, you know, Viola Davis, you know, I, I kind of, she's someone who I, I, I sort of, the way she works, I, I strive for that because I feel like she entirely lacks vanity when she's performing and when she's telling a story. She is there to serve the story and all, all vanity is, there's no vanity present. And that is, you know, that is like, so that's what I strive for you know and I'd love to collaborate with her one day and, you know other inspirations James Earl Jones um, Adrian Lester who is yeah, um, mm-hmm. a phenomenal actor um, who, I, who I studied you know in, when wow. I was well I suppose yeah you quite you have like similar backgrounds because he, he started off in theatre as well didn't he yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> studied Adrian Lester you know he's he's a, he's a huge inspiration for me also um but yeah amazing um I'm jumping a question a bit but um so how is it sort of like going from theatre to TV because you've obviously had some other roles in TV before was there a was this a conscious decision because you wanted to try more TV or you know is theatre something that you want to go back to um you just tell us a bit bit more about that yeah no that's a great question um so for me, everything started in theatre. Like I said, you know, um, that theatre group where we would devise and improvise. Um, and, you know, everything I did until I became professional largely was theatre. So theatre is where it started for me. Theatre will always have my heart, you know. Um, <laughs> but in regards to, you know, like uh, projects that I do professionally, it's never the medium or the genre that is the deciding factor for me. It's the story. You know, I ask myself, does the story resonate with me? Um, and is it important to me? Mm-hmm. And if, if the answer to both of those questions is yes, then that's where I go, irrespective of whether it's theater, film or television. Um, and also, you know, I, Barry wouldn't even know I existed had it not been for theater because he, uh, traveled to London in 2018 to see Othello at the Globe Theatre. And he, he traveled to see that show specifically because Andre Holland was playing Othello. Um, right. who, who is Othello's lieutenant. And that's how he even knew that I existed. So had it not been for theatre, I certainly wouldn't have been discovered by Barry. It's amazing how that, um, I guess, like serendipity or, you know, fate sort of like just works like that. Because like you said, if, you know, if you went in theatre, if Barry hadn't come to see that play, you know, who knows where you would have been or what else, what other projects you'd be working on. Um, So I was going to, well, we'll go back and we'll go forwards again, because I feel like I'm jumping in questions here because you're giving me so much information. But um, for anyone who hasn't seen um, Underground Railroad yet, how would you describe it in your own words? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would describe it as, you know, we we follow the journey of a character called Cora and her pursuit of freedom and true liberty. And along that journey, we encounter different characters who um, present different different experiences to her um, and represent different things to her. Um, 
and yeah, the story is sort of it sort of travels along different states within within America. Um, yeah, I, I would I would say, but in a, in a, in a sort of sentence, I would say it's it's the story of Cora and her pursuit for true liberty and freedom. Great, it's a nice little sound bite there. <laughs> um, and could you tell us a bit more about your character in the show? Yeah, absolutely. So Caesar is a character who was born in Virginia. Um, and in Virginia, he was promised manumission. Um, that manumission didn't come to fruition and he was then sold and taken to uh, a plantation in Georgia. And that's where we first, we as the audience first meet Caesar. Um, and for me, Caesar is a character within this story who represents um, hope mm -hmm. and represents possibility. Um, and without giving the story away, I think he also represents transcendence and how um, you, can, you can exist in a different space. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um... I and like you said, without giving too much away, I think I agree. I think you've nailed it there with that description, actually, to be fair. Um, and how much research did you do for the role? Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, it was, you know, it's such a blessing to work on a project like this because you have the novel mm -hmm. written by Colson Whitehead mm -hmm. and you have the script, which is written by Barry Jenkins. So you have two giants yep. two geniuses and masters of their craft collaborating so the text that you're working with is just endlessly rich so first and foremost I had that mm -hmm. and also you know I think conversations with you know people in my life and um, people who I was working with and then I think also I just try my best my personal process when I'm working is just to try and be as present as possible. Mm. Like that's where you're able to be as truthful and as authentic as possible for the piece. Yeah, because um, like you said, with the book and obviously um, with the show, it's a really, it's a hard read and it's a hard watch. It's, you know, some really personal, you know, for some people, some really personal issues and stories that they can resonate with or, you know, have a, um, a, a deeper impact I think you know uh, for some people just watching it you can't just you know binge watch because it's, it's a hard watch and you know you just can't get up and walk away and then carry on the rest of your day like you know you just watch you know <laughs> something very simple because it is really tough um, so I guess the next question here is just like how did you mentally prepare for that you said being in the moment was that hard for you to do and then you know like once a scene had been completed were you able to walk away or was there um how were you able to I guess decompress from a lot of the really hard scenes that you had to do or I guess watch as the, um the fellow actors were were doing their scenes yeah um I mean for me personally um there were many many challenging moments um, during this project. Mm -hmm. What I want to say first and foremost is I just want to thank Barry, you know, and give thanks to Barry because to me he is the epitome of a leader and director because what he did was created such a safe and secure and supportive environment for everyone involved in the project. 
and just handled everything with such care and sensitivity. Mm. Our well-being, our well-being, everyone involved in the project was at the forefront of his mind and the forefront of everything. You know, he ensured we had a guidance counselor on set at all times. Um, and I say this a lot, but, you know, I think irrespective of whether you utilize that service or not, mm -hmm. it's knowing that that service is available if yeah. and you need it. Mm -hmm. Someone there to guide you out of that headspace and talk you through anything that you may be feeling or thinking. Um, so firstly, I have to thank Barry. And I also want to thank just the cast and the crew and everyone who was part of that project because we really supported each other throughout this and um, held each other throughout this. And, um, you know, we all had the same objective, which was to tell this story as truthfully and authentically as possible mm -hmm. to honor those who really live. So where can we see you next? What other projects do you have coming up? Because um, you did such a fantastic job um, in this. Um, so I'd love to see what other work that you have coming up. Yeah, I appreciate that. So <laughs> the next thing that uh, is coming out after uh, this is Old, which is a movie that I did with M. Night Shyamalan. Mm -hmm. That is coming out in this summer, basically. It's being released, I think, worldwide in cinemas. Um, and it's a thriller and it's scary. The trailer looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm adding that one to my list. Yeah. <laughs> So what's so great about it is, you know, A, M. Night is just a master storyteller and B, um, although it is a thriller and it is scary and terrifying, it also prompts some really interesting questions about time and how we use our time and how we would use it if we had to live our lives in a day, essentially. Uh, perspective. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really well thought out film and I hope people really receive it well. I, I think they will um, because once again you're a fantastic actor and um, everyone is pretty much a fan of his work like his previous work as well so we look forward to seeing you um, in all your up and coming projects and again um, for everybody else when um, Underground Railroad does come out um, in the UK so thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. And that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to seeing you, um, I guess, in the next episode. Bye.